0: welcome you to Good Friday. This is the second part of an ongoing worship service that began last night on Maundy Thursday and that concludes on Easter Sunday morning, the Triduum, the three-part worship service. The service tonight is called the Tenebrae service which comes from the Latin word for shadows. To symbolize the deepening darkness of Good Friday, We will be eliminating, we will be snuffing one of the candles throughout the service and eventually turning off some of the lights. At The very end of the service, we will turn off all the lights that we can and we'll have two minutes of darkness. So we invite you to stay where you are so that you uh, don't fall in the darkness for two minutes and meditate and pray, and rest in the darkness. When the lights come back on, there won't be a benediction because, of course, this is not the end of the service. The service continues on Easter Sunday morning. So we invite you, when the lights come back on, to leave in silence. Let us pray. O oh Christ, who forsook no one, but was forsaken by the closest of friends, and who committed no crime yet was sentenced to a criminal's death. We enter your presence in awe and adoration. On this day, you could have saved your life, but you refused to betray the purpose for which you had been born. You would come into the world to love God and neighbor as yourself. This was the love for which you had been created. And when that love required you to shoulder a cross, you summoned the strength to bear it. Today, O Christ, as we sing and pray about the cross, teach us its meaning once again. Help us to take up our cross and follow you. Amen.
1: Please join me for our call to worship. Let us remember Jesus, who prayed for the forgiveness of those who rejected him, and for the perfecting of those who received him, who loved all people and prayed for them, even if they denied and rejected him, who hated sin because he knew the cost of pride and selfishness, of cruelty and hatred, both to people and to God.
0: May we ever be grateful Grateful for for Jesus Jesus the Christ Christ
1: and what he has done for us. Today the carpenter's hands are nailed to a cross. The king of kings is crowned with thorns and wears the purple robe of mockery. Today
2: Today, he he sets sets us
1: free, himself imprisoned on a tree. Today today is is God's Friday. Friday. We come in worship, amen. Let us stand and worship the Lord.
3: be seated.
4: So the soldiers, their officer, and the Jewish police arrested Jesus and bound him. First they took him to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the religious authorities that it was better to have one person die for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter was standing outside the gate So the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out, spoke to the woman who guarded the gate and brought Peter in. The woman said to Peter, you are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the police had made a charcoal fire because it was cold and they were standing around it and warming themselves. Peter also was standing with them and warming himself.
2: Then the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered, I have spoken openly to the world. I've always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all the Jews come together. I've said nothing in secret, why do you ask me? Ask those who heard what i said to them. They know what I said. When he had said this, one of the police standing nearby struck Jesus on the face saying, Is this how you speak to the high priest? Jesus answered, If I have spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Then Anais sent him bound to the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They asked him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest and a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it and at that moment the cock crowed
3: what wondrous love is this oh my soul oh my soul what- Proud for my soul, for my soul.
5: took Jesus from Caiaphas to Pilate's headquarters. It was early in the morning. They themselves did not enter the headquarters so as to avoid ritual defilement and to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, if this man were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said to them, take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The religious leaders replied, we are not allowed to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill what Jesus had said when he indicated the kind of death he was to die.
6: Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Do you ask me on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, so are you a king? Jesus answered, you say that I am. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, what is truth?
3: Oh,
0: After Pilate had said this, he went out to the religious leaders again and told them, I find no case against him, but you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted in reply, not Not this man, man, but but Barabbas." Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a bandit. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged, and the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him and saying, Hail, Hail, King King of of the the Jews." Jews. They were striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look. I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the police saw it, they shouted, Crucify Crucify him! him. Crucify Crucify him." him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. But they answered, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die, because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever.
3: How deep the Father's love for us, how vast we are. All- Sim
1: Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release him, but the people cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king. They cried out,
5: Away away with him!
1: Away with him!
5: him. Crucify
1: him! Crucify Crucify him. him! Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but But the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified.
7: Please remain standing. So they took Jesus and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, do not write king of the jews but this man said i am king of the jews Pilate answered what i've written i have written
2: They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did.
8: Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and the mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple, whom he loved, standing beside her, he said to his mother, woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, here is your your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home.
9: My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer and by night, but find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our ancestors trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not human, scorned by others and despised by the people. All who see me mock at me, they make mouths at me, they shake their heads. Commit your cause to the Lord, let him deliver, let him rescue the one in whom he delights. Yet it was you who took me from the womb, You kept me safe on my mother's breast. On you I was cast from my birth, and since my mother bore me, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls encircle me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within my breast. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. for dogs are all around me. A company of evildoers encircles me. My hands and feet have shriveled. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among themselves. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far away. O my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. From the horns of the wild oxen, you have rescued me. I will tell of your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek Him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before Him. For dominion belongs to the Lord and He rules over the nations. To Him indeed shall all who sleep in the earth bow down Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it.
3: And why did it have to be a heavy cross he was made to bear And why did they nail his feet, his hands, his love would have hurt Jesus had come into the world to steal every heart away, as yes, Jesus had come into this world to steal every heart
8: After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit.
9: Many who have written about Psalm 22 said that psalm 22 functioned in the early church like the fifth gospel interpreting the inner meaning of the crucifixion of Christ from Golgotha a number of years ago a pastor friend of mine was pastor at the Brentwood Presbyterian Church Chuck Shields shared that one Lenten season he asked God in his prayer that that he might feel exactly what Jesus felt as he went through Holy Week and ended up on the cross. It's a dangerous prayer. So the first thing he knew, he had been plunged into a deep depression with with which he struggled for weeks, if not months, and had to seek out counseling in order to regain his equilibrium. last may when we were in Jerusalem we went into the church of the Holy Sepulcher that also encloses Golgotha and you must take steps up to Golgotha where the cross stood. If it had not been or Ed Sauls bracing me going up those steps, I'm not sure that I could have made it up with my sore knee, but there was something else going on in me in preparation for that experience, I think. Because this was a place, what Walter Brueggemann said, was a place of disorientation, of painful disorientation, of deep trouble and anguish place even of chaos we got to the place where the hole was in the rock under the altar table where people put their hands down and, and that was exactly my experience as my hand went down I've shared this before but the experience was like disorientation chaos, deep trouble almost an electrical charge not everyone has such an experience. But there it was, and I was happy to get away from there as quickly as I could. Psalm 22 was the psalm that Jesus was reflecting upon when he was on the cross. Nailed to the cross in front of his enemies, he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? The place, the cross, was the place of disorientation, a place of being abandoned and forsaken, of the silence of God, of God not hearing our prayers. A very troubling place. Israel often found herself in that place of disorientation, crying out for help, remembering the ancestors and how God had helped them in the past and delivering them from Egyptian slavery and saving them over and over. Jesus could recall that story. He knew that story. It was his father's story. It was his story. It was Israel's story. The story of blessing and of judgment and a story of great suffering. Some have said that Jesus prayed that prayer from Psalm 22 just simply because he was quoting Scripture to pass the time until he died. Not likely. He was hanging in that place of God abandonment. Crying out like we often have felt in the silence of our nights and days for help. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Have you ever been in such a place where you cried for help and it was as if there was no ear to hear you? Sooner or later, I can almost guarantee you, you're going to be in that place. I've been in that place. And it's exceedingly painful place of being disoriented, of not knowing where you are in the world in relationship to ultimate reality, of knowing you're alone and and needy and powerless. Life has you by the throat. And you're alone. Maybe feeling somewhat like Jesus felt in that moment of crying for Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but your will be done. This was the emotion and the truth of the cross. And as he looked down from the cross in that moment of God forsakenness, he saw enemies all around him. And the psalmist talked about him in terms of animals, of lions and Cattle and all kinds of predators circling the cross, gambling for his clothes, seeking to devour him. In that moment of of suffering and aloneness, no one to help, just hanging there between heaven and earth and crying out for God to help, to intervene to bring the suffering to the end until at last he cried it is finished but inciting that prayer from Psalm 22 1 he was signaling the entire psalm it's a lengthy psalm and that psalm moves from painful disorientation into a new orientation in which the psalmist celebrates that God has heard his cry. That God has delivered him that he has not been abandoned. And he celebrates that and I think Jesus celebrated it also. Jesus knew in that moment of radical trust in the goodness of God the God of his ancestors that Easter Sunday was coming And by the power of Almighty God, he would be raised from the grave, triumphant over the powers of sin and death. This was the movement of this psalm. It's the fifth gospel. It's good news. It begins with a sort of disorientation we can all feel when we're surrounded by our enemies, but at last God hears and God acts and God restores and God lifts his servant people up. How often has the church throughout its history been in such a place with no guarantee of its future simply trusting in the goodness of the Father revealed in the Christ event in the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight is the night, Good Friday, to surrender to the Lord, to say to the Lord, help, I need you. Without you, I cannot be whole. Without you, I cannot be human. Without you, I can't live in right relationship with others. Without you, I can't control my emotions. Without you, I can't control my addictions. Without you, my anxieties and fears are going to carry me away. But with you, I can live. So may we each live tonight. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thank you for these words of Scripture. Anoint us with your Holy Spirit. Bring us spiritually through this time of painful disorientation that the church remembers and celebrates tonight. And lift us up, saving us from our enemies, from all that would destroy our souls. Deliver us from from the Satan who wants nothing more than to destroy us, even in this holy moment. We trust in you. Amen.
0: Since it was the day of preparation, the Jews did not want the bodies left on the cross during the Sabbath especially because that Sabbath was a day of great solemnity. So they asked Pilate to have the legs of the crucified men broken and the bodies removed. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. He who saw this has testified so that you also may believe. His testimony is true, and he knows that he tells the truth. These things occurred so that the scripture might be fulfilled. None of his bones shall be broken." And again, another passage of scripture says, they will look on the one whom they have pierced.
9: things. Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed his body. Nicodemus, who had first come to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, Weighing about a hundred pounds, they took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with the spices and linen cloths, according to the burial custom of the people of Israel. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so, because it was the Jewish day of preparation and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there.